Welcome to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World. Two film buff friends decide to spend their remaining days creating and watching the ultimate movie bucket list. A podcast filled with film discussions, movie reviews, and a healthy dose of juicy celebrity gossip. Cinephiles unite. We're going to need each other. Who are you and how did you find me? This is a good visual gag, but this is... (laughs) audio-based production. But describe it, Nadim. Mita's holding a mini frying pan, which works with the movie we watched, Tangled, but I think it's completely lost on the podcast because they can't see you. I still said the line. You did. (laughs) But But it's so cute. Look at this little mini frying pan. It is cute. It is. I have one too. It's good for like frying an egg. For one egg. One egg. It's like the perfect like sunny side up. Egg size. Yeah. That's cute. I'll move my prop so I don't touch it. Thank you, Mita. We all know Mita has a problem a making sounds. So there you go. How are you? Living and breathing. Excellent. Day by day. <sighs> Mita, I got my second shot yesterday. I heard. I, <laughs> I like how we say these things to each other on this podcast. Like we haven't communicated them. But Mita and I talk every day. <laughs> <laughs> and know the ins and outs of each other's lives but yes pretty much so yeah. i did know that you got your second shot yeah tell me about it how are you feeling I'm was feeling... the first one better yeah i didn't actually feel much with the first one my arm was a little sore my arm is like sore today and i feel a little run down i don't i definitely didn't get as bad as some people my sister was like she had like a hundred degree flu like a fever she was like really really out i'm very mm-hmm. fortunate so they actually asked me when i got it I got it through the city, so I was being offered a Pfizer shot, and they asked if I would take a Moderna shot, because Uh Pfizer can only be given, sorry, kids from 12 to 17 can only be given Pfizer. So they're like, if you're okay taking a Moderna, then that saves a Pfizer to give to someone, you know, in that age bracket. I said, sure. So I took it, and this is how I feel. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not fully Pfizer gang. No, but I don't think that mattered. That didn't know, that didn't matter to me. My big thing was I didn't want to have I didn't want to have the side effects that everyone else would like. The people who had it bad, I didn't want to have that, like the flu essentially. Yeah. So I, I asked and the nurse said she's like, I don't think so. I haven't really heard that. So I'm like, okay, I took it and this is this is how I feel and I'm I think I'm I'm happy with that decision. That's good karma I put into the world. I you know you did something for a kid somewhere. Yay. My dad got both and he was fine. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I think it's an age thing. I think like the older people are not having the side effects that younger people are. My sister, who's older than me, did. Exactly. I don't know. I honestly don't know because my parents didn't Is have any side effects. She's 40? She's 40. Can I ask? She's 40. I think there's a thing. Oh, but my parents didn't have anything. My parents didn't That's have a... I mean, like the older you are, the less... But oh. she got it. Yeah, it's not like that doesn't work because I, but speak She's like by that. She's an anomaly then. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think my brother-in-law was sick too. My, one of my uncles was really sick in Dallas when he got it. I don't know. It's oh. completely all over the place. But enough about the vaccine because we had homework. We did. We did. We had homework. So. I did my homework. Did you do your homework? I did do my homework. I did A it. A plus. A plus. For those of you who did not listen, we, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, we watched uh, Danny Boyle's Train Spotting was our last episode, and Mita and yeah. I decided that because Mita has a contentious relationship with Slumdog Millionaire, mm-hmm. that we were going to rewatch it, having just watched Danny Boyle's arguably his best film or his most influential film, and see how we feel about it now. So, I want to ask you because you have a much deeper relationship with Slumdog Millionaire. How mm-hmm. did you feel about watching it this time? 
So watching it, I could definitely see like the similarities in his directing style mm-hmm. in terms of train spotting yeah. and, and this. But again, I had mixed emotions because okay. like I love the idea that's presented. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a really fun, fun idea and a fun story. But in train spotting, he is like really able to balance sort of the seriousness of mm-hmm. like drug abuse yeah. with the kind of dark humor that's there. And yeah. it, at no point was I feeling like, oh, this is like inappropriate. Yeah. But there's a lot of things that are presented in Slumdog Millionaire that I just think they're really mistreated, especially when it comes to the Letica character. Mm-hmm. Like she essentially, she's a child prostitute. Yeah. And she's obviously being raped by this like gang lord. Mm-hmm. And she's just like all willy nilly in love <laughs> with Jamal and like so like flustered by mm-hmm. him. And it just doesn't feel very authentic to mm-hmm. me. And so I was kind of dissuade in that way i think i have been really harsh on it over the years Mm -hmm. because like there are a lot of things that are really nice to see i just felt like it's too fluffy for what what is being told okay yeah i think that's how did you feel about some dog millionaire i think things that stood out to me this time versus the last time i think i had opinions about it last time that when i saw it with my friends i was really like I usually am with my movie opinions, I was really the odd person out. And I think they were m- highlighted a lot more. Now I'm a lot more confident in my opinions, I guess. Mm-hmm. And one of the things was, I felt this was a little like poverty porn again. Like I really yeah. did feel like Jamal's life story is someone's life story in India. Like, like mm-hmm. he is, someone has lived that life and experienced that life. But I feel like the notion that someone non-Indian is telling that story is... and. I will say this, Danny Boyle, if anyone could have done it, Danny Boyle was the person, I think, to do it artfully. Like, I Mm -hmm. I respected what he did with it, and I respect the movie. I do think someone Indian would have brought authenticity. This does not actually feel authentic, which is weird because it's, like, immersed in India. With Indian people, it's cast very nicely. The language thing really pisses me off. This movie should have been entirely in Hindi. In Hindi. In Hindi. It should have been end-to-end in Hindi, and that dialogue... When they switch between Hindi and English, the Hindi dialogue is actually really great and it's presented very well. The English dialogue sounds stifled. It doesn't sound great. It's It just feels inauthentic. And it really bothers me that mm-hmm. other languages, uh, other foreign films can use their native languages. But for some reason, Hindi language films don't get to or don't choose to. It's like to. too much. It's yeah. like too much foreign. And I think that's garbage. And it really, that, it really, it really irritates me. That said, that climax is electrifying. It, it is, is really it is really like from the entire end sequence, like when he wins the money, when he meets her, you suddenly like whether you believe in their love story or not, when he sees her at the train station at the end and they have the flashbacks, you're like, absolutely, they're in love. It's going to be great. Like you really I buy into it. I myself. I had to Google like, what are the names of the three musketeers? Yeah, <laughs> that I, I climax is so it is so good. It yeah. is the definition of a climax in a film. It is very good. It is very. It, it hits every emotional and plot point in like one. It is. It is the reason that movie won best picture and was as lauded as it was. And to be quite honest, for that in and of itself, that is a that is a feat to accomplish something that predictable and yet so so satisfying. What I don't like though in particular about that ending is that last scene where they have them all dancing to j-ho yeah and like come on (laughs) like this whole movie was not presented like the typical like 
poppy Bollywood movie, yeah. why are you then having a song and dance number at the end of it? I think it's meant to be an ode to Bollywood. And I, I appreciate what they did in that way that it's cute. But especially because that song that was written by Erhaman with the lyrics by Gulzar was actually meant for an actual Bollywood movie mm-hmm. that was then rejected and used in this movie. And it's a, it's actually a very, it's a really fun song. I think it's picturized really half-assed. Like, okay. you watch it and you're like, oh my god, a real Bollywood person could have done, like, numbers with this. So much more with So it. much more, it's, yeah. And, like, Frida Pinto and Dave Patel are not... They're not dancers. Dancers at all. And I also think conceptually it just could have been different. But that said, I think it's a piece of history. And I think yeah. for what it is and what it represents to India, I could feel that sense of pride watching it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't love yeah, it. I and I think that. there are there are better... There are better... There are better movies. There are better Hindi, like Indian subject movies. Most of them made by actual Indian people. But watching mm-hmm. this, I was just like, if a movie was going to represent India and win Best Picture, I think the elements of this were really, really to be appreciated. I will give it that. There was one thing, one other thing that I didn't love about it mm-hmm. is the casting of those young kids. Yeah, they um, picked real. Who are yeah. from actual slums. Like, yeah. I just, is that really responsible? And then I read that they did like, they started a trust for them yeah. that they'll have access to when they're 16. But like, are they like, some of them might to, not make it to 16. Yeah. Like, that's the thing. And I think, I think they towed an, uh, to be, I think they towed the line between trying to be authentic and ethical. Because it's not like they're like, here, be in a movie and then go back to your slums. They really did try to do something for them. Like, they tried to get them in school. Yeah, and, and like, yeah. it's kind of not in their control whether they stay in them, they right? They make it. Yeah. Like, they can only do as much as they can, and at least they attempted to do something. That's true. They were so cute, though. They were really cute kids. Yeah. But better experience than the first time? Better than the first time. Mm-hmm. But the music in Slumdog is, like, top-notch. It's top-notch. I Air heard Haman that deserves, MIA, yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, I yeah. remember, like, loving this. Erhaman yeah. deserves that Oscar. Like, so, mm-hmm. it's so well-deserved. I think the amount of recognition that movie got, it was really... I, and that pe- is deserved. It was deserved, and I think people hated on it at the time because it was this feel-good movie that was, like, super cheesy, let's be honest, and, like, mm-hmm. quite cliche in many ways, but at the end of the day, it was so satisfying to watch. Yeah. I Maybe I like it now. I don't know. I don't, we'll let it settle in. We'll let it sit for a bit. We can discuss that another time, because today, yeah! Mita, we're about to discuss something else. We watched a Mita movie for Nadim. Mm-hmm. We watched Disney's Tangled. Disney's Tangled. This is our first Disney movie. It is our first, like, actual animation movie, because we did watch Spirited Away, but that was, yes. like, anime, and it was, like, an adult anim- animated movie. That doesn't count. It doesn't really count. And it once we watched it, we were like, this didn't really count, does that? <laughs> but this is our first <laughs> not real, real. Yeah, this is our first real Disney animated film for kids. Yes. Nadim, do you want to tell the audience about what Tangled is about? <laughs> I do. Let me give you the quick IMDb description. The magically long-haired Rapunzel has spent her entire life in a tower. But now that a runaway thief has stumbled upon her, she's about to discover the world for the first time and who she really is. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah, there that's, you go. That's, that's a good description. Done. For Tangled. Done, done and done. <laughs> Mitha, why'd you pick it? Um, okay, so <laughs> listeners, listen up. So last year when we had decided that we were going to make lists and that our list was going to reflect something we wanted the other person to watch, Nadim literally sent me a text that said, please put Tangled on my list. I would like to watch Tangled. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is true. I forgot, but then I remembered. 
So you've obviously heard Nadim um, preemptively watched Tangled. It was for his daughter's birthday, so I'm going to let it, let it slide. Yeah. Even though you specifically told I me know, to I put it on this. <laughs> so you had seen Tangled, but you saw it in the same week. So I feel like it yeah. counts. Did you rewatch it? I did. I actually just watched it this evening because okay. I wanted to. But like, just to clarify for the audience, the big thing was, it's not a movie I had really seen like years before or something. I had literally watched it the like six days before we we recorded Train Spotting. So... Mm. It was in the realm of acceptability we decided that we have this discussion because it really was the first time I had seen it in for like forever. And it was while we were recording the podcast in general. So we decided to keep it. And also, I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I do, too. So I'll talk a little bit about like when I first saw it, because I didn't see this when this first came out. I think so. Princess and the Frog came out the year before, and I have—I've actually never seen that one. Really? Yeah, I've never seen Princess and the Frog because I'd heard that it wasn't that great. Like yeah. it didn't—it um, didn't have the audience that they wanted, and so I was a little skeptical about Disney and what they were doing with the princesses in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so I never watched Tangled when it came out, and not until a couple years later, I was telling. One of my friends, I think Brave had come out at that point, mm-hmm. and she was just like so obsessed with Brave. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like I'm not sure about the Disney ones anymore. And she was like, no, have you seen Tangled? And I was like, no. She's like, you must watch Tangled. Yeah. So then I did and like loved it because it's, it's so much fun. Um, and I liked the direction that they were starting to do with the, the princesses. And mm-hmm. so that's my Tangled story. And I was excited for you to watch it too, especially because you watched it with your daughter, which I think is just... Very nice. I did. So my daughter, which I have talked about ad nauseum, and I think this will be the climax of the conversation. My daughter loves Frozen. Loves <laughs> Frozen. And her, as she should. As she should. I saw Frozen when Frozen first came out, but I saw it well after the hype. So I specifically remember I went and saw it because it was this box office juggernaut that was all over the place. And all anyone could talk about was let it go. And I was like, I feel like I got to go see this movie. So I saw it. And I'll talk about Frozen in this podcast. But when my daughter, during quarantine, I like to, when I was at home, I was, was, sorry, I was furloughed from my job. So I was at home with my daughter for a long time. And we would listen to music and I introduced her to the Frozen songs, which she at first completely rejected. She did not like them. She said, Bob, I don't like this. And then I kind of forced them on her. Like I would listen to them around her. And then eventually she would be like, can we listen to that? Can we listen to Let It Go? And then she slowly started to like them. And We showed her her first movie last year, ever. She had never seen a movie. And so when we watched Frozen, it was this, and I think I talked about this, but she, Mm -hmm. she had this like reaction that she, she was so completely like mesmerized by it, but she thought the songs were Frozen and the movie was like this added thing that she was just like, oh my God, the movie has the songs too. (laughs) And we were trying to explain that, no, the songs are actually from the movie. movie. And now she's a little older. She's four. So for her birthday last week, we decided that she could watch another movie and she wanted to watch Frozen again. She actually had a Frozen themed birthday and she wanted to watch Frozen. And we said, I was jealous of her cake. (laughs) It's very cute. It was my friend Tina did it. It's lovely. But she wanted she wanted to watch Frozen again. And we said, why don't you watch something new? So we showed her a couple of trailers of movies and one of them was Tangled. And she was like, "Okay, let's watch this. So we watched Tangled together. And it was it's quite magical to watch a kid's movie with a kid, I will say. It is an mm-hmm. experience because as an adult, you really are jaded and it's hard to b- remove your jadedness. But 
she's so excited and she asks questions. She's like, why is this happening? And what's that? I like her hair. And when I asked her at the end what her favorite part was, she said she liked Rapunzel's hair when it was in a braid and had flowers in it. Me too. That was her favorite part in the whole movie. Because I I was going to ask, like, does she have a review for us? Like, do we have her little mini review? I I was going to ask her. She's asleep now. She's kind of tired. Go wake her up. No. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, that is is where I was. So then I watched it. So when I watched it last last week, I didn't watch it with the intention of reviewing it. So Mm -hmm. I watched it again tonight with the intention of being like, okay, I'm going to sit down and watch it. Because one thing I actually realized is that whenever I've watched a kid's movie, I have never thought of how I would rate it. Yeah, that's a good point. Right? Like when I watch adult movies, when I watch live action movies, I always think, I watched a movie on Sunday, a Bollywood movie with my wife called Ajib Dastans, which is like this movie of four short stories. It was very good. And the whole time I'm watching it, I like, I'm assessing the movie and I'm like, what do I like? What do I not like? What would I rate it? What, you know, I, I'm that You're thought critical. process. I'm critical of it. But with an animated movie, I'm never critical and I couldn't figure out why. So when I watched it this time, I had to be critical of a style of movie that I was never critical of. It's interesting, isn't it's it? Interesting, though? Because, yeah. like, you also have this notion of it's Disney, like, you're just yeah. going to like it no matter what. Because, like, the whole point of it is it's for children. It's supposed to bring joy and, like, delight to kids. What is there really to be critical of? But, and this is an interesting point, because I realized I haven't actually expressed how I feel about Tangled yet. I think it's really interesting that you say that, because movies are still movies. And they still do have a responsibility to tell a story. And if you Mm -hmm. look at Disney's, Tangled was Disney's 50th 50th animated film. Yeah. Can you actually name all 50 of them? Do you want me to try? No, I'm not saying actually try. (laughs) But what I am saying is clearly there are levels. There are good movies that you do remember. And there are movies that you have completely forgotten about. No idea. You have no idea. Because in my head, I was also, oh, Frozen came out right after Tangled. It did not. No, it's like three years later. Yeah, it's like three years later. There's like two or three other movies in between, but they're quite forget. Yeah, there are. Big Hero 6. Okay. I think Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, okay. And I like Wreck-It Ralph. But they do. They are a part of the Disney Disney animated classics. That's what it is a part of that same line. So they do count. But in my head, it goes from Tangled to Frozen. And the question I ask is why? So what are these movies doing better than all those movies? And in that case there is a standard for what we accept from a Disney movie and don't. Because, like you're saying, Princess and the Frog didn't do what was it was supposed to do. Mm-mm. Have you let your daughter watch Frozen 2? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What was her review on Frozen 2? <laughs> she likes Frozen 2 as well. I think for her, Frozen is the original and Frozen 2 is the second. And Frozen 2 is also... Disney is a marketing like genius. Because all the Frozen merchandise around her is Frozen 2 merchandise. Because Mm -hmm. that's the more recent Frozen. So all the Elsa looks and the dresses and the like, the half winter, half fall looks, they're all, yeah, all of that is uh, Frozen 2. So my daughter has a little bit more, I think, attachment to Frozen 2, but she likes the music from Frozen 1 more. Agreed. So Tangled as a film. Let me just talk about that finally. Yeah, sorry. I'm just so, I love Frozen, guys. It was a big deal for me. I mean, we'll talk about Frozen, but Tangled, I think, was, I, I had, I didn't see it, but I had heard from a lot of people who really liked it. And my experience was a lot of people actually saying it's better than Frozen. Frozen mm-hmm. was the juggernaut. Frozen did the crazy box office numbers. It became this, like, phenomenon, really. And Tangled, yeah. a lot of people argue, is the better film. So that was 
what I kind of walked into. And so that was kind of a part of what I was framing my viewing experience from. Yeah. I really did like this. It is very cute. It's very well animated. There are some really nice sequences. There's a lot of nice stuff to say about this. There's also a lot of, I think, conversations that this movie kind of leads into. But generally speaking, I did really like this. Do I think it's better than Frozen? No. Oh, I have the opposite feeling. Okay, go. Why do you not? Why do you think Frozen is the better film? Okay, this is going to be long winded. So like, sit with me. Should I make notes? (laughs) No, I don't think you need to. But interrupt me if you want to say anything. I think what Frozen does is Uh circumvent of what Disney has built up to like 43 movies. The happily yeah. ever after notion that you have to end up with a man. And I think mm-hmm. Tangle does that. As Tangle does that in a way, but at the because it, the story isn't about her pursuit of a man. It isn't no. about her pursuit of a happily ever after. It's about her pursuit of freedom. Herself. Herself finding herself and finding her freedom, which I think is great. But at the end of the day, she ends up with a man. The climax is still her saving a man. Okay, but Anna technically does the same thing. Anna doesn't save. (laughs) She doesn't save Kristoff. The whole point of Frozen, I remember watching Frozen and when she falls in love, quote unquote, with with Kristoff. Yeah, but but, hear me out. When she meets Hans and she falls in love with him, I remember in the theater thinking, really, Disney? Like, this is what we're going to do. And then when Elsa says, you can't marry someone you just met, I was like, oh, that's interesting. And then as the movie progresses and you realize that the trolls are saying, oh, she needs an act of, you know, true love. And you're like, oh, it's going to be true love's first kiss because that's all Disney does. And then when Hans turns on her, that twist is a twist for the ages, man. That is like, I remember being in the audience and the audience being like, the audience of mostly kids being like, huh? Like, there was a kid in my theater that goes, I didn't like him. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a twist. Yeah. And then when you realize that what they're trying to do is show that these two estranged sisters, this one sister is going to sacrifice her life to save her sister's life. And that's her act of true love. I was like, well done, Disney. Way to turn around the the claptrap you have created over the last decades. You uh, Disney essentially created Happily Ever After. Mm -hmm. And then to turn that around and say Happily Ever After can be very different. That is super impressive. At the start of Tangled, though, we're introduced to Flynn Rider as the narrator of this movie. And Mm -hmm. he starts off by telling us this is the story of how he dies. Yeah. So, like, we're not led to believe that he's, like, going to make it through this. Like, I mean, me, (laughs) you and I as adults know that what's going to happen here. But if you're a kid watching this, I wish I was I could have put myself like in a kid's mind frame. If you're a kid watching this, you don't think like, oh, like, I know he's not going to make it like. I've heard this, like, he's dying, so I don't think it's really about their love story. But what I will say is that, let's let's even just say we watch, we watch this as a duck. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alerts. I don't know if you don't know this the endings to these movies. When you're watching Tangled, though, as an adult, you know. Let's say we watched both Frozen and Tangled as adults, which we did. When you're watching Tangled, you know exactly where this movie is going. You don't necessarily know how it's going to get there, but you know at the end of the day she's ending up with this guy. You know mm-hmm. this movie's about Rapunzel. You know she's ending up with Flynn Rider. You cannot predict right from the get-go where Frozen is going. But I also think, like, you might have those ideas, but as you're watching it, you might think different things as well, which is really good on their part. Because, like, if you watch something older, like Cinderella or Little Mermaid mm-hmm. or 
Aladdin, you know what the purpose of those ones is. This one is actually like an adventure that you're going on with Rapunzel and you might believe like, okay, Flynn's not going to make it to the end. And she is really about looking for herself and her identity. And she's trying to find out and try to get freedom from her mother and whatnot. Like they guide you along on a different path than what was would be the status quo. So you tell me your opinion now, Frozen versus Tangled. So when I was thinking about it, I think the biggest point that Frozen has going for it is the music. I think the music in Frozen is much better. The songs are better. They're catchier. I know them. I can't name the songs from Tangled. I can't sing them for you. Um, Like they're just not resonating with me. But when I looked at like characters and plot and like what was actually being presented, I kind of liked the story of Rapunzel a little bit better. It's more of an adventure. It's exciting. There are some things in Frozen that I kind of think are a little unnecessary. Like, why do we have the trolls there? What's their purpose? Uh And like, they're kind of annoying. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're cute, but like, did we really need that? Did we need these magical trolls that like can tell us things? And like, even when I was recounting Frozen with you in that one episode, like I couldn't remember what exactly happened. Like it's a little, there's like, it's a a little wishy-washy in some places Mm -hmm. and like hard to follow, but Tangled is like very clear and concise and it's a lot of fun. And there's some really good like adult humor in there that I think kids will laugh at as well. And I just feel like, Plot wise and character wise, it's a much more clean movie and I, I, I enjoy it much more. I got more excitement out of it than I have from Frozen in the past. Frozen for me pulls out my like sister heartstrings, which is like great. But when I look at it overall, I think Tangle does much more. Interesting. Do you think that it was the hype for, for of Frozen? You kind of watched Tangled. Tangled, I think, came out. I think what's interesting is that Tangled, by the time Tangled came out, Disney was not the juggernaut it was. Pixar had kind of taken over as the animation house of choice. And Mm -hmm. Disney was kind of like, they were producing some decent things. But like, between Pocahontas and Tangled, you can kind of, you don't really remember. I don't like Pocahontas. No, I don't either. But I'm saying that the Disney Renaissance essentially ends at Pocahontas. And like, between Pocahontas and Tangled, you can't really remember. So Tangled kind of came out and it was just, oh, it's just Disney doing another fairy tale. Mm -hmm. So you didn't really have the expectation Whereas when Frozen came out and it became the juggernaut, everyone was like, you have to see Frozen. Did you watch it like that? Do you think the hype killed it No, I saw Frozen not knowing very much about it. I had a friend who was like very Disney centric. Hmm. I went with her to go see it. um, And she was just like, it's going to be good. (laughs) I was like, okay. (laughs) And like, I actually, I fell in love like in that theater. And it just like, I watched it in a time where I really needed those kinds of emotions. And, and like instantly I went home and I told my sister, like, we have to watch this together. And then we went with like our family friends that yeah. are sisters and the four of us sisters. Yeah, went, that's uh, cute. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that was really great. And I think by that point, the hype had built up and people were really talking about it. So people were interested in seeing it. But I didn't know what it was when I went into it initially. And it was the same thing with Tangled. Like, it didn't have that hype. It didn't. And I went into it blind and was just like, this is so fun. And like. I really love that Flynn Rider character. I don't think we've had a hero like him in Disney before. And <laughs> he's also really cute. Oh, God. <laughs> don't you fall in love with animated characters? I mean, doesn't you know, like, everybody? One of my first crushes was Tuxedo Mask from <laughs> Sailor Moon. Uh, my first crush was Belle. Was it? Yeah. That's so nice. You do like brunettes. 
I do. I do like Brit Eyes. <laughs> Beauty and the Beast was the first movie I ever saw. And I think I actually was talking about this with someone the other day that Beauty and the Beast really, I really still as a 36 year old man, find a lot of I can relate a lot to like Belle as a character and her desire for adventure and her desire to live outside of her like provincial town, town. small provincial town. town. (laughs) I really I really do appreciate that. When I think I'm at a juncture in my life where now Disney movies are for my children and I have a Mm -hmm. daughter, an impressionable child. I think we take for granted or we don't put enough importance on the effect films can have or that art can have on kids. And so when I Mm -hmm. think of the movies, specifically when I think of the Disney movies I want my child to watch, I do not let her watch The Little Mermaid. She's asked to watch it and we just kind of dismiss it. I own it and because it is a part of that. Don't your voice, kids. It it is about a girl who sells her freak, her voice, her physical voice. Her literal voice. Her, to be with a man. And how it ends is so that she can be the other thing to be with a man. Mm-hmm. It is, to be quite honest, insanely toxic as a film. <laughs> it is really quite regressive and toxic. But don't it, cancel it. I'm not, don't cancel Little Mermaid. Please stop. Don't cancel anything. But don't show it to your kids when they're that young. Beauty yeah. and the Beast, on the other hand, is a movie that I have showed her. Because this is a girl whose desire isn't to be with a man at any point in time. Mm-hmm. Her falling in love with the beast is circumstantial. And it's something she just wants to read. She just wants to read, and she has she develops a relationship with this beast, not even knowing what's to come of it. She has no idea about the curse. She has no idea what she earns to gain from it. She just develops a relationship. She ends up making this man a better person. I think yeah. there's so much to learn from that. And I don't think all Disney movies do that. I think some of them just do it better. I think Beauty and the Beast, I they, honestly, I, I love Beauty and the Beast. It's such a good movie. And when I look at these two movies, when I look at Tangled and Frozen, for instance, I think they both actually reclaim that sense of female empowerment mm-hmm. and make the stories about more than men. Yeah. And I think it's crucial to say that these stories that are targeted at young girls do actually have that kind of message to them. Because it's so easy to get lost. You can have a happily ever after. No one's saying you can't. But I hate that the happily ever after is in pursuit of a man. Well, the other thing with Frozen, though, is Anna has that option of familial love. Like, she has the option of having Elsa's love. But Rapunzel doesn't have that. Like, she has, she's been raised by a woman who uses her for her hair and who doesn't, it's not unconditional. And so when she's presented with this option, I think it would have been bad if they didn't have them wind up together because she's presented with someone who actually does like want to look after her and is willing to sacrifice himself for her. Yeah. He's willing to die. Yeah, he is willing to die. But this brings me to something I really wanted to talk about was I think what Tangled does incredibly well is I believe, and you might disagree, I think Tangled is actually an allegory for kids living in abusive families. I I agree. (laughs) And I think that's actually the real underlying kind of tone here is that children who are in abusive homes can get out of them and can fight to get out of them and can grow and can find something that makes them happy. And that is that is really where Disney does its 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 genius. Yeah. The same way that Frozen is likely meant to be an allegory for kids who are in the closet. Oh, yeah. Elsa's a lesbian, and yeah, Elsa doesn't know what to do with it. She has with to conceal it. it. She can't tell anyone. She can't tell anyone. She doesn't feel yeah. like she can be herself. Be the good girl that you always, always have, have to be. be. She has to go far away to become herself and then realize that 
When you have true love in your life, when you have love in your life, you can be who you are. Well, yeah. It's quite, these, these are lessons I want to pass on to my kids. And so let when it I, go. let it go, like, I don't, like, I don't care anymore what people think of me. That is also, I think, a real crucial lesson to teach young girls. Yeah. Be the Elsa in your life and just let it go. Stop caring what other people have to say about you. I love Disney so much. <laughs> but they don't always do that, right? No, they don't. But I think they've learned from yeah. the past. They've learned from the 80s and the 90s and are growing from that. I'm trying to think what's coming up next. There's something, but I can't remember. I think there is another princess movie. But I mean, now they're doing all these live action ones. Which, which are just awful. That's a money grab. There's nothing artful about them. I didn't mind Beauty and the Beast. Sure, I didn't. But it ha- it doesn't hold a candle to the animated no, version. To the animated, animated version one. is magical. Yeah. It was nominated for Best so. Picture. <laughs> Do you think it should have won? No, because that was the same year as Hans and the Lambs was nominated. But I'm just saying that it like... It came out in 1991. Yeah, it's old. Was... Oh, wow. It's, but it's Beauty and the Beast. I can honestly talk so much about Beauty and the Beast because I feel like my love for it has grown over the years as I've realized how actually like perfect it is as a film. Yeah. Which brings me to, I think there are actually some cardinal flaws in, in Tangle. Tell me about them. And I think largely they lie in the screenplay. Okay. I think there's just some questions that the screenplay leaves wide open. Like, I wouldn't necessarily call them giant loopholes, but there's little things like, why is her birthday her actual birthday? Like, if this woman has kidnapped this girl, why not just lie and give her another birthday? Why is her name still Rapunzel? If you are really concerned about getting caught, why don't you just give her some other name? She also knows that she has the control of, like, keeping her in the tower. She's not going to let her ever go out. So what? why make up even more stuff? Like, maybe it would be hard for her to keep up with all those lies. How are they tracking time? How does she know it's her birthday? There's, I didn't see a single calendar in that tower. I think, like, in her murals that she paints every day, okay. she probably has, like, a little calendar that okay. she's, like, that or um, the chameleon lets her know. Okay. What's his name? <laughs> huh? Pascal. Pascal. <laughs> Did you just say Pepe? No, I was thinking it was per something. And I was just like, what, what is it? It's Pascal lets yeah. her know, lets her know what date it is. Pascal is the Olaf of Tangled. <laughs> and I love it. Sure, I do like Pascal. He's a cute kid. Yeah, he's so cute. I just, I do think that there's little things in this. I think the movie starts off a little slow. I think the ending is quite, quite solid. It really yeah. does end well. When he cuts her hair, it's a, you feel the impact of that. Like you like, and that's I think I got chills when I watched it. Yeah. I've seen this before. It, it is definitely a, it is a moment, but it is, and it, it's a moment because you see that he sacri- he is in that moment sacrificing himself to save yeah. her, and that's. And she, in turn, was sacrificing herself to save him. I think the big thing this movie also does is their relationship is very believable. It is, right? That they would just, like, follow love while they're on this adventure together. And then they're talking about, like, what their dreams are. And he opens up about being an orphan himself. Yeah. And not ever having a family and changing his name from Eugene to yeah. Flynn Rider. Like, it's very real and, like, relatable. But I also, I love the the mother, the evil witch character mm-hmm. in this because, like, there are mothers like that yeah. who think that, you know, what they say goes, don't question what they're doing. Yeah. They know what's right for you. And they play that so well with, like, all that dark humor in yeah. there, too. And I have to say, like, that voice actor does a fantastic job. It's a fantastic She's job, yeah. Very believable. And then her singing on top of that is just, like, 
I I went whoa. <laughs> <laughs> this is very good. The and the singing in this is really good, and I feel like Mandy Moore doesn't get the credit that she does. Like we always talk about, Idina Mende- my I, I almost said Adele to see. That's funny. Adele Dazim, wickedly. Yeah. <laughs> what a guy. Idina Menzel and Kristen Bell get a really good rep for singing the songs of Frozen, as they should, but nobody really talks about Mandy Moore and, like, and credits her. But I think, like you said, that's just because, honestly, the, the music is really weak and tangled. Yeah. It's really quite weak. The big song in this is the, the, the song, When I See the Light, or whatever it's called. Like, I don't even know what mm-hmm. it's called. I literally watched it like two name. hours ago. And I don't know the name of the song. There's the Lantern Song. The Lantern Song. Which, for the record, is animated stunningly. It's such a beautiful it's so scene. Gorgeous. It's so beautiful. But there's no Let It Go. There is no... No, there isn't. Let It Go is an anthem. That's disappointing. I think if this had had better music, this could have been so much more. And I don't even think it did terribly. I think it did well. It did decently. It made $200 yeah. million at the box office domestically. <laughs> Whereas Frozen did 100, 450. Mm. <laughs> That's Where were we in? What was the world like in 2010? I'm trying to remember. I lived in Vancouver at that time. I feel like there weren't a lot of little kids around, or at least in my what? life. <laughs> <laughs> at least in my life that I would have been like, let's go see Tangled together. Maybe. That could have been a thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I still love it. I think the music plays a big role in this, though, because I think the music yeah. is really what guides frozen through to the end mm-hmm. it has a very very strong music very memorable music and that twist at the end sister love the sister love it is that is that is a moment that is a cinematic moment and i i, I i'm not saying disney deserves more kudos than they get because i think disney gets all the kudos they deserve but that screenwriting point is to take the thing that you created and to turn it around on itself that's quite something. That's quite impressive. Do you also think that maybe t- um, Tangled is a reflection on Mandy Moore's career as well? Like when she had long blonde hair and she was re- like kind of controlled by the record companies yeah. and was making music that was like poppy. And then she cut her hair short and brown, yeah. exactly like Rapunzel's. Yeah. And then she kind of did her own thing and went off and like started to act more and was singing songs that she wanted to sing. Yeah, not Candy. Yeah. Not Candy. No, she would like, she had this one album that was all just her doing covers of like old 70s ballads. And it was so good. She's a talented singer. She's She's very talented. Most definitely a talented singer. There's no denying that. I do think, though, that also Mandy Moore. And that's not to say that like Tina Menzel is a nobody or was. She wasn't as big a deal. She was a Broadway actress before Frozen. She had been in that Rent remake that's awful. Mm-hmm. Like she really and married was, to Tay Diggs. Yeah, like no one really know knew who Adina Menzel was. Frozen is what made her who she is. Yeah, Kristen Bell, I think, had a little bit more. I think she was actually the bigger had draw. some clout. Yeah, but Josh Gad and um, Jonathan Groff, th- these weren't like bankable these stars. They were Broadway people. They were Broadway people, and I think it was just very well cast. I think Frozen was the alignment of everything that could have gone right. Yeah. Whereas I the think perfect. It was the perfect like perfect a, storm. Yeah. Whereas Tangled, I think. Things just missed. And I do... Because, like, even Zachary Levy is really good in this. Like, yeah. Flynn is insanely charming, and he's a punchable kind of guy. Yeah. He's not, you know, he could easily be annoying, but he's so charming, and, like, you want to see him do better, and you want to see his growth. So before we get to sequel prequels, I want to ask you then, I personally mm-hmm. think that Frozen's success can be attributed to Tangled. 
I think Tangle set the the tone to reintroduce yeah. princesses mm-hmm. in a way that was apropos to the times. Yeah. Do you think though, if Frozen came before Tangled, that Tangled would have been more successful? Oh, that's a good question. It's interesting. Well, because both Kristen Bell and Idina Menzel had auditioned to do the voice of Rapunzel as well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and so I wonder, like, ha- like, are you saying in this like weird world that is Frozen like the Frozen we know it? Yeah, Frozen or is, is it still a different Frozen. Kind of Frozen. Let's assume Frozen is still the juggernaut that Frozen is. And are we saying Frozen comes out in 2010 or we're just saying Frozen comes out in 2013 and then Tangled Tangled comes out. Some other no-name film that we can't really remember comes out in 2010. And then in 2011, 2012, that's, sorry, in 20, like 14, 15, 16, that's when Tangled comes out. Okay. That's really interesting. I don't, oh gosh. And it's only because I have this notion of Frozen being such a juggernaut Mm -hmm. and being such this like huge thing. I don't. I think Frozen is definitely much more of a blockbuster and like will bring in that kind of money. But I think Tangled is is more subtle and like more grounded in terms of being a movie and not as fantastical as Frozen is. So I don't know if it would still have that same bang. But then what made Frozen the big deal it was? I think those elements of magic play a big part and there are parts of it in this. But to me, this is much more simplified like in that character like study. it's one character who has this one magical thing that she doesn't really know too much about and we're learning about it too but in frozen like it, the magic is a big part of it and like going on this adventure seeing the trolls olaf <laughs> i think there's a lot of different things in there i don't know it, that's a really uh, i just i think what i know about frozen is kind of like interrupting if, okay, if I went into this blind and Frozen Wood came out and like I didn't know anything about it and literally closing my eyes. I personally think, this. I think that if Frozen had come out and had still been the juggernaut it was and had re-essentially re- re- introduced Disney, the notion of the Disney princess to the world, I think Tangled would have done better. I also Do think you? though, I think they would have invested more in Tangled. Yeah. So I think it would have Agreed. gotten another rewrite. Right, I think maybe some different casting choices. Maybe some better music. Better music, some different casting choices, and I think they would have made, they would have done some changes with some of the like secondhand characters, like the Stabbington brothers and like yeah. the thugs. Yeah, I think. But also the name, the Stabbington brothers, yeah. like. <laughs> <laughs> there are some. There are some really funny things in here, but I think if Frozen had been a success, they would have been willing to invest more money into Tangled because they could have turned it into another Frozen. Mm, but I don't know if I would like that as much. I like the simplicity sure. that's tangled. I think it's like I think that's, it's so wholesome. I think that's the best way to describe it. Not in an insulting way, but it is simple. It's simple. Whereas I think Frozen is a little bit grander. Mm-hmm. Overall, as a production, it feels a little bit grander, a little bit bigger. The screenplay feels a little bit more sophisticated. Okay, I will let you have that. I like Tangled. I like Tangled too. I'm not. I'm not taking anything away from it. I think yeah. in terms of the argument, and I do think that the fact that Disney is attempting to talk to kids about child abuse that is that is very impressive, and they do yeah. it incredibly well. I think this is them dipping their toes. Like, what can we get away with here? Yeah. And then coming afterwards, they'll be like, "Okay, we're going to do something huge." Yeah. So, yeah. sequel to Equal Ideas. So, I don't know if you're aware, but Rapunzel and Flynn Rider are in Frozen. 
Yeah, they are. They they like live in Arendelle okay. allegedly, but there you go. No, they don't live in Arendelle. They were there. They were coming for Elsa's um, inaugurations. Yeah. They were guests. So like maybe they live in like a land that's relatively close and they were going there as well. Um, but I just like thought that was really interesting. I think they might be cousins because if you look at Rapunzel's mom yeah. and you look at the mom, <laughs> like Elsa and Anna's yeah. mom, they look Queen similar. But then we've seen Frozen 2, so we know that maybe that's not true. Yeah. So <laughs> who knows? They could be related or not. I actually want to have the Flynn Rider origin story. I think I'm that sure would be really interesting. And like <laughs> seeing him from being like Eugene and yeah. how he gets to Eugene to Flynn and yeah. have that play out. There is a, a Tangled TV show though. I'm sure. Look, I'm sure there is because Disney, when Disney is something is even mildly successful, they milk it for all it's worth. There you go. But yeah, but both Mandy Moore and Zachary Levy, Levy, Levi? Levi, I think. Levi do the voices in it. So that's good. Also, why doesn't he have, like, a good career? He's talented. He's talented. I enjoy him very he much. He has a bit of a punchable face, though. Yeah, but, like, have you ever watched Chuck? I haven't. The most I've seen of him is in The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Oh, I love him He's in good that. He's good yeah. Benjamin. Hmm. And have you seen Shazam? I have not seen Shazam, and I have no intention of seeing Shazam. Maybe. Oh, will. God, me the dog! <laughs> <laughs> I already you watched a Cinderella like, story. Watch what you say. I... Oh, it's better than a Cinderella story. I'll let it have that. It's better than a Cinderella story, but I won't make you watch it. Guys, the other day, Mita asked me if I had seen Spice World, and I haven't, and I'm so worried. <laughs> Nadim's going to make me watch the Human Centipede movie, <laughs> so like, I think you can handle Spice World. Oh, fine, maybe. Do you want to give me a rating? Um, yes, okay. So I hadn't watched this in a while. Mm-hmm. Because as much as I love Disney movies, I haven't gone back to like the newer ones. I tend to go back to the yes, 80s and absolutely, 90s ones. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know why. I think I have just more like a more sentiment towards them. And I think that's what I grew up with. Like I was a little kid yeah. when I saw them. And like this one, I was like in my 20s when I saw it. So I did have a different perspective. Mm-hmm. But I did really enjoy watching it. It's just such a fun ride. And like, it's everything that you want out of a Disney movie. There is that love. There's like good, fun characters. There's adult humor in this, which I think is really great. The voices are really good. Like sometimes people's voices can be a little off with mm-hmm. the character, but these everybody really fits. It's good casting. Mm-hmm. I just wish the music had been better. Yeah. Was like a little bit better. And so for that, I'm gonna give it four out of five. Okay. Yeah. I think that's good. Nadim. So I the other thing I just want to say before I dive into my rating, or this is a part of my rating. I think I will be honest. I think how my daughter feels about Frozen has definitely fogged my own opinion for sure. I remember when I first watched Frozen that I was like, I was really impressed with how it how it played out. I was really, really impressed. That, that song is, is so freaking catchy. You know, it's impactful. It's All powerful. All of the songs. All of the songs. They're impactful. They're powerful. It's a movie. And there's a reason, you know. When I watch Cars, for instance, I'm like, why is this movie popular? It's a bad, boring movie. But I haven't I, seen Cars. It's, and you're not missing anything. We're not watching it because it's just not good. It's, But it's popular because it's a boys movie about cars, which means the product line for this movie is just like everywhere. Frozen, I think, is a film that a bad screenplay or a bad film would have rendered it useless. Mm-hmm. And it, it is 
largely successful because of the screenplay and the music. That's what I think. So I think it warrants is cult, it, its cult blockbuster status. Mm-hmm. I think Tangled is a lovely film. It is a movie that I will encourage my daughter to watch again. Like, I would let her watch it again. I would encourage little girls to watch it. I think... And I would encourage little boys to watch this too. And I think that's what I really like about it is that it does, it is a princess movie, but it isn't, it really does. Whereas Frozen is really female centric. This is unisex. There really is character for both sexes or people who identify as anything. That was the intention in the marketing of it. Like originally it was going to be called Rapunzel. They changed it to Tangled. And then they really boosted it up that Flynn Rider character in yeah. the trailers so that boys would be interested in it as well. Yeah. And I think I think this does a lot of good things. And I also do think that this came in at a time when Disney was in a bit of a slump. It started to raise Disney's profile and it gave, I think, Disney the the gumption and the balls, let's say, to do what they did with Frozen and then revive mm-hmm. essentially the Disney princess. But ultimately, this is an, a well-made Solid, enjoyable film. A little slow in the beginning. Ends very well. Three is too low. I think that's what I initially settled with. And I was like, Mm -hmm. it just feels a little too low. I don't know if I would give Frozen four stars, but I'm going to give this three and a half stars. Three and a half for Tangle. And I'd probably give Frozen four stars. That's a lie. But I'm giving this three and a half. I think you'd give Frozen four just because you have it. You've seen it through a kid's eyes now too, right? Yeah. Well, I've seen it through a kid's eyes and I've seen... You know, when you're a parent and you make those kind of decisions, you're let, you have to. You also have to be happy with, I let my child watch this. Am I happy with that decision? And when she watches Frozen and I ask her, what did you like? And she like regurgitates back to me what she did. Oh, she saved her sister. Why did she save her sister? Because it was in her heart and she did something nice for her. Oh, that was nice of Anna to do that for her sister. Like kids speak in such a like, they're the, the basic idea of what they're thinking. And so that yeah. when she can really communicate that, I'm like, okay, this was a good choice. She's learning something from it. Yeah. So. She didn't learn anything from Tangled. We haven't Just talked about Tangled as much. She really liked okay. her hair. That's it. Get in there. <laughs> Tangled is also, I think, a, for her age, I think it's a little difficult to talk about because the notion of her mother being bad is yeah, difficult tough, yeah. to kind of like communicate because she doesn't really get, I think she is slowly starting to piece together that Mother Gothel isn't her real mother, but that the king and her real uh, king and queen. But then how do you... So when we try to talk about her, we say the bad lady who took Rapunzel. Mm. The other thing I just want to say is my daughter has this book called Rapunzel. And it's it's called Once Upon a World. And essentially Mm -hmm. what it is, it's Rapunzel, the the fairy tale, illustrated in India. So it's... uh, She wears like a blue lehenga and she's brown skinned and her prince is like and the and the witch is like this old auntie with a big nose and like uh-huh. it's all it takes place in India so I bought it for her because I wanted to sh- again show her that like who she is can be reflected in in like the, in world. the world yeah so that's who she thought Rapunzel was oh when I she love first that. saw it it's very cute yeah. we'll keep working on her critical skills because she'll be my co-host for season three uh, what the hell what about me <laughs> I'm replacing you <laughs> with your daughter but I'm really glad you did pick this <laughs> I was really, like, even though I had seen it, I was really that glad. because picked You picked it, sir. <laughs> I'm really glad I picked this. There you go. Yeah. And watched it before. I think, I think animated movies, especially for kids, they have a lot to say and there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. More than a Cinderella story. Should we watch Cinderella? Because that also talks about abusive parents. <laughs> Uh, Cinderella. In a really bad way. In a bad way. In Cinderella, she her whole goal is to marry the rich man. Yeah. That's it. 
Cinderella's well, kind-hearted and she's nice, but at the end of the day, her as a character, her goal becomes... She needs the man to get her out of yes, that life. Exactly. She's not doing it for herself. Sleeping Beauty is another dolt, so it's Sliss Snow White. Oh, God. Yeah, those... So those she has to take care of seven slobs. Yeah, those, those princesses <laughs> were really... They're not the best role models. No, but we won't cancel them because that's... We're what. not canceling anybody, Mita. You and I do not no. do that. We don't cancel. But that's enough princess talk for today. Oh, I could talk about princesses all day. Okay. <laughs> Unfortunately, I do think we have to move on because <sighs> next week we are watching a Nadim movie. Oh, so is it time? I think it's for time for different characters. Same world. Okay. Okay. It's hard to tell because when I edit it, that's really when you hear how it sounds. Yeah, and there's like a little bit of a lag there's in the There's always FaceTime. a little bit of a lag, yeah. Yeah. Well, you get both of our voices. Thank you. For the price of one, so you're welcome. Okay, Mita, next week we, we... are watching a Bollywood film. Oh. Okay. I'm not going to guess it. I think you might. I'm going to give you two characters and one director. Okay. Okay? Okay. So I'm giving you Samat Khan. I'm giving you Ashima. And I'm giving you Pai Patel. And your timer starts now. Is Pi Patel from Life of Pi? Yeah. Oh, but I don't think Ang Lee is the director. Of the specific Bollywood movie? No. Yeah. Is it? What's the movie that <laughs> it has um, Irfan Khan and he's like the detective and it's a true crime movie? Delvar? Delvar. It is Delvar. Delvar. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So we are watching a movie starring Irfan Khan, who played uh, the older Pai Patel in Life of Pi. Ashima is Tabu from The Namesake. Okay. And Samat Khan is Ali Abhat's character in Razi, which was directed by Meghna Gulzar, who also directed our movie for next week, the true crime drama Talvar. I'm excited. Yeah, I think this will be good. I have started it. I know. We I talked about this. It. But how much did you get to, timing-wise? Like 10, 15 okay, minutes. Good. That's it. Because there's a lot to happen. It's like a two-hour film. It's a long film. movie, right? It's, it's not super long. It's like two hours and okay. some minutes. There we go. 12 minutes. So not terrible. Okay. Yeah. So we are watching Telvar. You also... I, I've watched so much Irfan because I watched Slumdog. I know. It's a lot of... But <laughs> Irfan was... He was a May he rest great actor. Yeah. He was really taken too, too early. That's real. It makes that one makes me really sad. Yeah, it's it is really sad. He was yeah. a, he was a very and a, everyone whenever you hear of celebrities talk about him, like in India, they're like they he was him. just he was so nice. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I, and anytime I watch his movies, I think of I watched Piku again recently, and it's I just love it's so good. For those people who <laughs> have Piku is like my life. <laughs> <laughs> For those people who haven't seen Piku, please go find it somewhere. P I K U. It stars Irfan Khan, Amitabh Bachchan, and Deepika Padukone, and it's about this older woman who lives with her older father who is constipated. And the whole movie is about trying to get him to poo. And yeah. it is so charming. It's so good. So good. <laughs> and you'll understand me a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, just a bit. <sighs> but anyways, we can get into all of the Bollywood talk next week. But before we get okay. there, Mita, do you have any words to sing for us? I do. Flower, gleam, and glow. Oh, I feel good. like it's grow. No, it's glow. <laughs> Flower, gleam, and glow because they wanted okay. to 
You got it. I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh god. Gleam and glow. Yeah. It's very catchy. That is the one song that is catchy, and it's like thirty yeah. seconds. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Thank you so much for listening, pl- friends. Plans. Please uh, go watch Tangled because it was adorable. But also, like, subscribe, share, and... Rate and review. And we will see you next week for an entirely, tonally different film. The Bollywood (laughs) crime drama, Delvar. Have a lovely week. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Movies to Watch Before the End of the World, sponsored by No One. You can follow us on Instagram at Movies to Watch Pod, on Twitter at Movies the number two watch pod, on the TikTok at Movies to Watch Pod, or send us an email at movies to watch pod at gmail.com. As always, keep your pants on and don't forget to smell the Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs>